Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, we back, we back, we back. Uh, NESBP, and that's what we do. We kick it every week about whatever we want to talk about. We are a sports group. The sports talk is our thing, but hip-hop, television, and movies are always, and I mean always, on the table. We're just a little different, man. I'm your boy, Prime. Source, how you feeling this morning? What's going on, Prime? I'm good this morning, man. Feeling uh, wide awake. You sound like you you uh, drank too many last night, man. Your voice is heavy. I mean, not that your voice is a deep prime, of course, but, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you sound, sound, sound heavy, man. You all right? Man, yeah, I, I, I might have drank a few too many last night, man. I got, I got a little... Uh... Well, what's the word they use? I, I don't know these ripped. Uh, I, I don't know what to use. But yeah, I got a little tipsy last night, man. And, and that's when I realized oh, I'm getting old, man. I'm getting old, bro. Like, first of all, like I always knew, I always know what's going on. Like when I was coming up, if it was a place to be, I was in it. I remember what was going down. I, if it was a party, a fight, whatever, I was gonna be there. So I stumbled up into a bar uh, last night, man, and I've forgotten, mm-hmm. man. I didn't even know that UFC had a big match last night, first of all. So um, I ended up at a bar not knowing, I said, it's your chumping, it's your packed. Not even realizing it was packed because uh, UFC was coming on. And usually I would know that. So then I think, I don't know if they was charging or not. They had a seat by the door, I guess. I don't know if they was just for checking IDs or charging, but one nobody in that seat. So I walked on in anyway. I got in for free, I guess. So when I got to the bar, man, I was like two, three UFC matches deep because they had football on too before I actually realized that it was a big match last night. So I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> well, that's all right, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Because uh, I pay attention to UFC only a little bit myself. So I'm not mad at you at all. And then, but check this out. Check this out. Then you know you're getting old when you don't make it to the last match. I couldn't do it. I was fighting. I I didn't even see the match with uh with, with Daniel Cormier, and I wake up this morning and see that he got knocked out. So I'm like, what in the world, man? Like, I can't hang, man. I can't hang, man. I got the beers in me. I was going home, probably at least maybe a match before the big match popped off. Well, hey, you you know I I posted that uh. That question a couple of weeks ago uh, on on social media asking why clubs had to go from like ten to two or three, why can't why can't it be from seven to twelve? Why we got to be out <laughs> in the middle of the night? I ain't think that was an old people question. I just thought it was like logic. Like why we got to be out till three o'clock to have fun? Like we can't have fun at nine forty nine. What's the problem? <laughs> it's funny, man. Like back in the day. Going to average and what we was going one or two o'clock was yeah, nothing. Now well, you go to the joint, well you are with the crew or you and the lady, you know you and the wifey out or whatever y'all at the spot, and you can, all of a sudden you looking at your watch. Yes, ten forty five, baby. We going mm-hmm. We in our thirty minutes. Uh, you want to send us a drink while we in here? Uh, you know you be looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah, man. So it is what it is. Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> probably my voice sounds right now, but I, I'm gonna attempt to get it together, man. I, I'm hype. I got my first, um, first. I participated in my first fantasy football draft 
of the season this evening. Actually, I got two of them. And these are not the SBP joints. It's not the SBP joints. We don't get cracking. I think our first one is uh, next week. We got two popping off in the SBP and the Sports Bar podcast. But I have not only my pro, uh, one of my pro NFL drafts today, one of my homies, one of our group members who writes for Virginia Preps, uh, Danny Lewis. You know what I mean? But I also have uh, my uh, college football draft today. So I got some prep to do for later on. College football draft. Word to my brother Scott Tension. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. College football. We do college football too, bro. Dang. Yeah. Oh, so, just, yeah, yeah. We go hard, bro. We go hard. We go hard. So it is what it is, man. We'll pop it off. Uh, I got a big joint next week too. Our live auction draft that I told you about. That take three, four hours, but that's a whole other story, man. But are you ready to get into it? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. AFC North, we're going to start with the Cleveland Browns because they are all the talk uh, this year with all the additions they had. Uh, and, of course, the quarterback, Baker Mayfield. And I think a lot of people are expecting some big things, and I just happen to be one of those people. What you think about the Browns this year? Man, I can't even front. Like, even when things are overhyped, Sometimes they're overhyped for a reason. And I just don't see a weak point in this Brown squad. Now, I'm not I'm not convinced they are going to be world beaters just because we haven't seen it happen. We haven't seen them put it together. As, I mean, obviously, we, you know, they haven't played yet. But for all intents and purposes, they look like a problem from top to bottom. Man, I mean, they passed the eye test, man. And they seem to all of a sudden be, I don't know if you want to call them America's darling, but you see all over social media, media was like, how many of y'all going to be uh, Browns fans this year or kind of rooting for the Browns? And I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not, I don't, I'll never be a Browns fan, but you best believe right. when I hit, when I hit the sports bars this year, I'm going to be looking for a TV where I can have the Browns came in clear sight because I got to see it. And I'll go as far to tell you is if my Cowboys aren't playing at that particular time, I'm trying to find a seat in directly in front of where the Browns playing, much like I did last year with my boy Patty Mahomes. Um, this show looks really exciting, man. Like that offense, I mean, you already got Nick Chubb coming back who led them in rushing last year. You got Jarvis Landry back, and he doesn't get a lot of touchdowns, but his yardage is off the chain. He's always at or right around 1,000 yards. And then you add Odell Beckham Jr. This thing has the potential to – I mean, I'm telling you, they got the potential to really squat on everybody in that division. Um, they just got so much power. But I, what I like about that offense, man, you know, we know that later on down the line they're going to get, you know, some more running back help with Kareem Hunt. But nobody's talking about my dude. And you know I hyped him up last year. That kid in Joku. Can you imagine mm-hmm. how he is going to benefit in that offense knowing that the defense has to worry about the rest of those pieces, man? Yeah, you got uh, uh, Landry underneath. OBJ taking the top off. And, yeah, somebody, somebody's going to get singled because you – I mean, you already know Landry's going to have, have his, his touches. He's going to get a lot of catches. 
I would think. Even with OBJ, I think Landry will still get a lot of catches just based on the relationship oh, yeah. and and what he normally does, regardless of the quarterback. But man, I just don't I, I don't know how you can't expect this team to score a lot of points. So this is this is what this is what quarterbacks want. This is what quarterbacks look for. And it's kinda as you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes is kinda like uh, uh, a not quite, but almost as crazy version as Kansas City last year. And, of course, like you said, Kareem Hunt was part of that. And he will be a part of this once his uh, suspension's over. And that's when things are really going to be crazy because that's going to mean that Chubb is not going to have as much uh, work. And uh, they're going to split those carries, I would think. Split those carries, split those touches, man. As long as everybody can stay upright, specifically Baker Mayfield, it's going to be a problem. I'm going, uh, I'm going to downplay it, though, as far as the record, just because I haven't seen it, and I don't want to be that guy. But I'm going to be this guy that puts them at 10-6. and six. Uh, You know, can't expect perfection from this brand-new thing, but they are going to be a problem. They are going to be something to deal with, so I'm going with 10-6. and six. Yeah, and like you said, you mentioned about keeping uh, Mayfield upright, and that would be the question which folks would have because they have had some problems along that offensive line. I just think that Freddie Kitchens and uh, the new offensive coordinator, Todd Monken, I guess that's how you pronounce his name, Monken, Monken, whatever, well, Haley ain't there no more, so the dude that's running that offense now, right? (laughs) I expect them, and from what we're hearing, Baker's going to be – they're going to want Baker to get the ball out quick. So we're going to see a lot of quick stuff that's going to benefit those running backs, which is going to benefit Jarvis Landry on those, you know, those quick slants you know, and those cuts. So I don't think Baker's – their intention is for Baker not to have to hold the ball too long, probably on 90 95% of the plays that they run, and then maybe be able to hold it you know, a lesser percentage of the time if they need to go deep to some of those receivers. So, but, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think the defense has a chance to be filthy – um, so, which will put them in that 10-win range. Miles um, Garrett, freak of nature. Uh, Sheldon Rich- Richardson helped fortify that middle. Um, the young cat, um, Denzel Ward, becomes back healthy. Um, we saw some good stuff from him. And then the kid that led him last year um, in that secondary run. I mean, they, they, they really have a chance to be really good. But I'm, I'm going to temper my expectations just a tad bit, too. I really wanted to put this squad at 11-5. and five. Um, you know, they went seven, what, seven, eight to one last year. But I'm just going to say 10 to six because I don't know how quick this thing is going to click. And then there's a couple of other uh, tough teams in the division that we're going to talk about later. So 11 and five wouldn't surprise me, but I'm going to ride with you on the uh, the 10 and six. But they are must-see TV, believe that. True. All right, let's move on to the team that are probably challenging, in my opinion, which would be the Baltimore Ravens, 10-6 and six last year. They got real hot at the end of the season, winning the last three games. And what I'm hearing out of camp, and you probably heard it too, is their intentions were supposedly – well, first Harbaugh comes out and says, well, we're gonna just going to let Jackson do what he does, so if that means he can take off and run let them take off and run and, and just, you know, keep us excited and explosive and make the defense think. But then we go back to the first preseason game, and then he didn't have any rushing attempts. Then we get to the second preseason game, and he just takes off and just jukes the heck out of somebody. So 
a lot of it is going to be contingent on, I think, whether or not they're true to the game and what they're saying and letting him run when he needs to, but can he prove that he's a competent passer? That's what it's going to come down to. Uh, and I think eventually, I won't say this year, but I think eventually it will come. You know you know how I feel about Tyrod Taylor. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is, uh, well, I don't think he's really ever been the guy for any team. I don't think he's he's got that skill level, personally. But right. I think there's a difference between between Taylor and Jackson. I think Jackson does have that skill level. Uh, and once the maturity kicks in a little bit, if he's a young cat, once the maturity kicks in, and as long as he takes those those risks, uh, you know, make as long as they're calculated, can't just be out here running all willy nilly. He should learn from from uh, Russell Wilson, who definitely takes his uh, takes his risk calculated. I mean, he takes off a lot, but you know that that he's getting down, he's getting out of bounds, or he's in the open field, and he's just gonna shake you until you find the open spot to to, uh, to shut it down. So, I like Lamar Jackson overall. We're just gonna have to see the maturity uh, if it if it's developed going into this season. I, I'm one to think they're gonna have to run the football because he's gonna have to prove to me that he can put it in the air. Because um, as I look at it, like they bring in Mark Ingram to run the rock. You got Gus Edwards back who played well for him last year. He played really well for him last year, um, yep. you know, especially with them having to share the ball with Dixon and some of the other cats. But So I like that one-two punch. But when I look at his receiving core, I'm not as impressed. I mean, really the one big name that I think of, and it's not even a big name, but the biggest of the names would be probably Willie Snead. I think the rest of that receiving core they have now, unlike – you know, a year ago, um, you know, it's just pretty much unknown. Like, you really don't know these guys, so we really have nothing to hang our hat on. So, I think that could be an issue if he is forced to put the ball in the air and tell his receivers show us something. Now, they can always go back and rely on that defense, though. And the defense is solid. I mean, solid on both categories, against the run and against the pass. And it doesn't hurt that you add – Earl Thomas to that secondary with Smith in the boys. I think that it's going to be just as good as they've been the last few years when they've been on top of their game. Indeed. I don't think there's anything to worry about with the defense. Uh, expecting to be top 10, maybe maybe top 5. Maybe top 5. Yep. Maybe top 5 uh, in the league. So that's not going to be an issue, which bodes well for the offense not to have to take as many chances or as many shots, uh, not to have to put up as many points. And that, you know, that, that works out well for this particular offense. I do like in the offense to uh, the idea of Michael Vick with work done. And it was just, but I, they led the league in, in rushing yards as a team. Okay. Yards. Of course, once you add that quarterback into that, so with uh, with the rushing attack that Baltimore already had, and adding Mark Ingram in there, I, that that's what it's going to be, ground and pound. That's what I feel like. I, I say ground and pound. You think it's just turn around and hand it off, but it's kind of different with Jackson. 
But again, it's going to be that that running game that sets the tone, and that well, the defense that sets the tone in the running game that that uh, keeps them in it. So, what you think, man? What you think? Like I say, do they win the division again this year? They won ten and six last year and took that thing. I'm gonna give them nine and seven. Uh, step back. <laughs> I really don't know that. I don't know that that uh, <laughs> there were some games that they probably should have lost last year in, in the regular yeah. season, and I think you know that kind of bolstered their their record or the way it looks. But I, I got to have them falling back a game. It's only so much, so many wins I can put into this division, and I'm trying to pack them all in, and uh, don't want to give them too many, so. I'm going with nine and seven for the Ravens. Mm. An eye for an eye. We in this together, son. Your beef is mine because I got them at the same, <laughs> the same, the exact same record, man. And, and, and you hit it. Like, you, you hit it there on the nose. There's some games that they should have lost last year. They split with the Steelers last year. Um, they split with Cleveland last year. Cleveland got them in a 12-9 in one of those low-scoring situations that you mentioned um, just a minute ago. And then you go and look at this whole thing. If I remember correctly, they played – I remember watching with my boy, shout out to my brother Randy Dark, Sports Bar Podcast group. Remember, we were together um, up in the sports bar, and we were sitting there watching them play uh, the Bengals of all teams, and they struggled. It was like 24-21, and I really thought that the Bengals were going to beat them in that game. So when we come down to it, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I mentioned they split with Cleveland, but they only beat Cleveland last year by two points in the game that they did win. So there were some games that they were hanging in the balance. So I'm going with the exact same record, man, 9-7. and seven. I think they take a step back, and I think teams uh, – I don't know if they're going to be able to slow Lamar down. Lamar will have – you know, he will have his moments, but I think they'll be able to scheme this a tad bit better. And like I mentioned, nobody's scared of their receiving core. Um, so, yeah, I think they take a little bit. So, I'm falling down to probably second place in this division um, this coming season. Uh, All right. So, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. And we have a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans in the Sports Bar podcast, but – I did notice last year, after about the first eight games, they won't posting as much. Uh, so I ain't going to call nobody out. <laughs> but uh, I ain't going to call too many of the cats out, man. They're they some good dudes. Um, uh, but, yeah, they did have some issues last year. We had a squad last year that went 9-6-1. They learned what life was like without Le'Veon Bell. And even though they had some good players on that squad still, they just couldn't get over the hump. And I'm going to be honest with you right off the bat, I think we can see more of those very same problems this particular season, bro. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I, and maybe it's just because of the history of not not just Pittsburgh as a whole, but even – Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin. There's been years where we've looked at it and been like, yep, this is the year they fall off the cliff. And what do they do? Come back and, <laughs> and make the playoffs. So I don't know. I don't know. I think the removal of Antonio Brown from the situation completely is a positive 
maybe not, you know, specifically skill-wise on the field, but just not having that question mark hanging over your head all season or at least the, the, the latter part of the season and having some, some – having a short, an assured relationship between Big Ben and Juju going into the season. I mean, we all know Juju's going to be the dude this year. He was really the dude last year, like for real, for yeah. real, when it when it came down to it. So going into the uh, going into the season this way, I think it kind of sets them up for for you know the possibilities of being better. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but th- this is my thing. All right, Ben's coming back, and yeah, he still got Juju. Juju seemed to be his favorite target last year. Um, 1,400 yards would tell you that. They got a great, a, a very good performance, at least the first part of the season, uh, from James Conner. Um, he played about 13 games, and I was really excited because I was a big James Conner fan when he was at Pitt. Right. But James Conner couldn't totally duplicate everything that they, they missed from Le'Veon Bell. And then they had to lean on, like, Jalen Samuels and a couple of the other guys. I think my real problem with them is looking at the receiving core beyond Juju Smith-Schuster, man. Um, yeah, Dante Moncrief, what he's been in the league, like, what, six, seven years? Eh, ain't really scaring nobody. I mean, he's a steady veteran. He ain't really scaring anybody. Then you go back and look at James Washington. He's going to be the key because from all that I'm reading, all that I'm looking, you know, I'm reading here out of Pittsburgh camp and talking to some of my Pittsburgh buddies, this is the guy they expect really to step up for them and be the, that, that guy that everybody starts to talk about. So I think a lot of it hinges on what production they get out of him. Um, but I see nothing else about this offense that really scares anybody. And when I sprinkle in the fact that Big Ben is a little bit older, and, and you made an excellent point every time we think they're going down, they come back and make the playoffs, they play tough and they play strong. But it's just a combination of too much for me that really kind of makes me wonder, are we going to actually get that this year? For full season? Mm. Yeah, and I to- totally understand. Totally understand. I just uh, I, I ain't going to say I always bet on black, but I think I'm, I think I'm a little more on the positive side of the Pittsburgh equation than than the average fan at this point uh, going into the season. I, I mean, I would share the same optimism if it wasn't for the fact that the two teams we just talked about, even mm-hmm. though we had one of them taking us a little bit of a hit, are still going to play you tough. You know, we know what you're going to get with uh, what we think we're going to get with the Browns. We know we're going to get at least defensively uh, with the Ravens. I just think, man, that the division is going to have something to say about the Steelers' record. So, you know, I don't, you know, they went nine six and one last year, nine six and one, and I'm going to put them right back at nine and seven. It's just, it's just too. We just don't know, man. We just don't know. We just don't know if Washington's going to be that guy that they think he's going to be. We just don't know if James Conner can duplicate the first part of his season last year. Uh, we just don't know if he can stay on the field because he does have the injury bug. Defensively, I look at the defense, and they are steady. I expect it to be steady. I expect T.J. Watt to 
elevate himself another notch because he was super impressive for a young guy last year. T.J. White balls, man. And for a guy that has to play in the shadow of his brother, if he plays the way he started out playing last year and he played consistently last year, we're going to be talking about him as much as we talk about his brother. I really feel that way. The dude plays, man. He plays. But I don't know, man. I just think I just think it's just too many questions for me and a little bit of age uh, to their key player, their team captain. I'm going to put them right at 9-7, and seven, man. I, I don't even have them uh, making the playoffs. Ooh. Well, I'm surprised you had them that high, actually. I I gave them 10-6. I gave him ten and six, jumping over Baltimore, and ended up right. even with Cleveland in the division. So uh, I guess I will tell you who I have winning the division once we get to the uh, to the last team in the division. Do we got to talk about the last team? <laughs> the Bengals. Look, we don't have to. We talk, we talk about one guy, maybe two guys, and, and move on. <laughs> Well, we got to give him a little bit of a mention because even though I haven't found that person yet, there is probably a at least one Cincinnati Bengal fan somewhere in the Sports Bar podcast. Probably somebody who doesn't post as much or, you know, just sits back and just watches. But we'll find that out if the Bengals actually decide to do something because they all of a sudden they'll start putting some stuff on the page. But, man, like this squad, oh, yeah. six and ten, six and ten last year, and I don't really know what else to say. Um, you know, I'm a, I like Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon showed me a lot last year. I had some questions about him. I, I probably expect him to duplicate the type of season that he had last year. But we've already had the injury to A.J. Green. He's probably going to cause him to miss some games, and this is getting to be a thing. I mean, we're at this point. I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't know if we finish this season with A.J. Green being a Cincinnati Bengals at this point. They're at a point where they, they have to – they have to think about just scrapping everything and just rebuilding. Now, Andy Dalton included. Andy, and it's not that I think he's a horrible quarterback, but he's just haven't show, hasn't showed us a lot throughout his career. And I look at this season, um, you get my guy. So it looks like Tyler Eifert should be back. Hopefully he's healthy. Uh, my guy, Tyler Boyd, you know how I feel about Boyd. I expect him to have yes, another sir. decent season. I, a real good season, especially on the fantasy aspect. I need you, bro. I need you. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't see a whole lot to get excited about with this particular team. Um, and I think they're going to struggle again this year. Yeah, you mentioned everything that's uh, really worth mentioning, for real. Mixon, yeah, I expect a big season for Mixon. I uh, think he's going to put up numbers. I think he'll get even more opportunities just because of the A.J. Green uh, thing. So I think he'll get more opportunities out of the backfield to get his hand, you know, get his hands on the ball and to to make those big plays that he makes. Like you mentioned, Tyler Boyd is your guy, and he showed up last year. So the question will be, will he be able to do the same without A.J. Green on the other side? And, uh, yeah, Andy Dalton, I've always, you know, I've always liked Andy Dalton. Well, I think he's a decent quarterback, but he's nothing to write home about, as we all know. And at some point, Cincinnati's going to have to do something, make a move, uh, make a decision, pick a direction, and and go with it. I don't see things too good for this squad, man. Six and ten last year, 
and they struggled even defensively a lot more than you would expect. I mean, you know, considering some of the names that they had on that squad, you know, Geno, uh, my guy Drake or Patrick, it just it's it's just a bad situation all the way around. And it's so bad, I'm gonna drop them even another game, and I'm gonna have them at five and eleven this season. And giving them five might be generous. If somebody was to tell me they had them at four and twelve, I said, okay, I, I might roll with you. But I'm gonna get this squad five and eleven. I just think it's gonna be an ugly situation. I think we could see some talks about Andy Dalton possibly moving on this season, especially depending what could happen to other teams who may be looking for a QB. Something goes, somebody goes down during the course of the season, they need a QB because they're on the brands of making the playoffs. Um, I mentioned A.J. Green. This could be the year that he's up out of there. Um, if he can get healthy enough to play and somebody wants to take a chance on him. But I think this situation is going to be really ugly. So, 5-11 for me. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. 5-11. and 11. And you wouldn't be uh, too thrown if somebody had given him 4-12. and 12. Right. It's me. I'm somebody. <laughs> I got him at 4 and 12. <laughs> got him right here, 4 and 12 on this head. Good note. Notepad. Yes, sir. I, I can't see him. Like, if they won six games, I wouldn't be totally surprised. But uh, I'm keeping him on the lower end. I feel like there's nothing uh, nothing to look forward to in the, in the other three teams in the division that that much better than that they might be stuck with max two wins in a division. Max two wins. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. If, if they can pull out that, they might be doing well. So it's going to be rough in Cincinnati. For sure, for sure. But I'm not going to squat on my dude Mixon, though, because he was in one of my leagues where I won big money last year. So he helped the brother out as my RB2. So it is what it is. I expect him to get it, though. Well, all right. So, so who you got? Who uh, who did you have winning the division? I'm sorry, I didn't write down your your pick. The Cleveland Browns, man. Cleveland I Browns. I got the Cleveland Browns winning the division. I have uh, the Ravens finishing second, the Steelers in third, and of course the Cincinnati Bengals. But I got I got the I got the Cleveland Browns. Winning the division by a game, possibly two, because I, I mean, as I mentioned, I kind of did want to shade them to that eleven and five, but we just hadn't seen everything yet. So, but they'll win the division by a game. I don't think it's going to be a tiebreaker that it comes down to you know, at that ten and six spot. And I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, Prime, I'm gonna start from the bottom. We all know who we do. That is that Cincinnati. That Cincinnati at four and twelve. Uh, in the third spot, but still in contention for a playoff spot, I have uh, the Baltimore Ravens at 9-7. In second place, I have that's my drum drum roll right here. The 10-6 <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Yes, I am throwing Cleveland in the two spot, and that leaves okay. the the underrated, well, I don't know if I'm underrated, but maybe underappreciated. Ten and six, Pittsburgh Steelers winning the tiebreaker and winning the division. What? Yep. 
oh, this is going to be something to watch. Okay, okay, all right. I respect it, though. The Pittsburgh Steelers. So you so you saying that off top, Steeler Nation is going to be somewhat happy for another year and not call for your boy's job, at least for one season. Oh, no, they, oh, they're going to complain. No, they're going to complain. It, it's not going to be <laughs> smooth sailing by any means. Might, might catch a couple blowouts in that joint, you know. Might be on the wrong end of a couple blowouts. But I still have a little faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I said I don't always bet on black. But in this case, I'm betting on black. It is what it is. So something to watch. Shout out to Will Charity and the rest of the Steelers fans in the group. We're going to see what go down. All right, let's get to the NFC. Um, which I'm very anxious to talk about. If you heard our podcast last week, I was super anxious to talk about the, <laughs> you know, the squads and then the NFC North. Um, but we're here now. We're here now. So, and we look at the squads. You got some tough ones, man. You got the Bears who won the division last year at 12 and four. Uh, the Vikings eight seven and one. The Packers six nine and one, and the Lions at six and ten. So there was really no contest in that division. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, the Bears won it by four games. So we're going to start off with them. And from everything that we've been hearing in camp is that supposedly this is going to be the year that uh, this is going to be another season and Trubisky is going to actually take another step. They specifically designed some things for him, the things they think that he can do well. And as good as that defense is going to be, which I'll talk about in a little bit, I think this is ultra important if they're going to come anywhere close to that record they put up last season. The year of Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's that's what the people are saying. And I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Uh, For some reason, people underestimate, and maybe it's college numbers, not numbers, but it's college, well, I guess it's college numbers that have people, college record maybe, that have people kind of questioning Trubisky uh, and his his value. I don't really understand it. Like, we see he's got the arm and he's got the aptitude. He's got the, you know, he's got the athletic ability as well. So, what the problem is, I'm with Mitchell Trubisky. I expect a lot from this Chicago team. Unfortunately, they ran into a problem Last playoffs, last year in the playoffs, they kind of uh, got snuffed by somebody. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> things, ain't no changing in Chicago. If anything, things go up, things look better. That defense is still going to be real, and we already know what it is. So, Rock solid. I'm excited to see what the Bears do. I think the Trubisky thing could be in part because not just really him, himself per se. When's the last time you really seen the Chicago Bears have like a sexy offense? Like we, you go Man, over I was about the years. To say, we, Jay Cutler He he's suffering from <laughs> Jay Cutler. Uh, the the, the don't dope do that Jay to Cutler. Him. Don't do that to him. Like people not really used to Chicago. Uh, having like that sexy offense and, and and having like the sexy names on offense. Like when we think about the Chicago Bears, and part of it could be the ghost of 85, but we think about defense. We see that black, 
You know, we see that cold weather. You know, we see cats out there getting smacked out there, you know, and, uh, you know, when it's cold. We, we just think about toughness and defense. We don't always think about the offense. So when we look at this, what's going to be a real question is for Trubisky's uh, continued development and um, you have to look at his weapons around him. And we started with the running game this year. So Jordan Howard, you know, he's left. He's up out of there. He's, uh, he's in Philly now. So you look at the running back stable. Tariq Cohen, who's an exciting player, I just don't think Tariq Cohen is a guy they can count on to be an every down back. He's not the biggest guy in the world. But right now he's kind of listed uh, in a preseason depth chart as the number one running back. But I don't think that's the case. Um, he may get more touches, but we're not expecting him to carry a heavy load. You know, they got Mike Davis from Seattle, who was in that big glut of running backs that they had in Seattle. Then they drafted young David Montgomery. Now, I like David Montgomery. Dude balled out in college over in Iowa State, and he is a guy I think that can stick around the league for a long time. Uh, not the tallest guy in the world. He's about 5'10", right in there, but he's about 220 pounds. The dude balls out. I think he'll get every chance to take over the role. Um, that uh, that was left by Jordan Howard. When we get to the receivers, though, Allen Robinson, a guy we saw flashes uh, when he was in, uh, you know, when he was down there in the, uh, in Florida, down in Jacksonville. He played very well. But, you know, he got hurt. And uh, I haven't heard anything or seen anything about how his progression is going. Um, Cadero Patterson, uh, a guy they brought over. We know Cadero more of a, uh, as a special teams guy. We've never seen him take off as a receiver the way teams, were, you know, thought he would do. So, you know, I think there's a lot of questions there. Taylor Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel, a guy that I like too many ups and downs last year for me. So the one thing I think if, if Trubisky's going to hang his hat on, man, I think it's going to have to be Trey Burton, you know, your former guy, Trey Burton. And I like Trey Burton. And I think Trey Burton is a guy that we start talking in that, you know, that seven – to nine type range when we're talking about our tight ends, he's a guy that could actually slide right in that spot because the dog, the dog, he, he can really play. He can really play when he's on. Indeed, and he, he is a resident target for Trubisky, making life a little easier on him. Uh, and he had, I think he had quite a stretch at one point during the, uh, last season where he had multiple touchdowns uh, mm-hmm. over a two-week two span, two, three-week span. Um, but yeah, the Chicago offense is real, and the Chicago defense is real. Like the we really? can talk about it, but we already know. We already know what it is. Starting with Khalil Mack, we already know what to expect from Chicago on the defensive end. And I, I don't really see, uh, unless unless you want to call the receiver core a weakness, I don't really see a weakness on Chicago or in Chicago. Yeah, it's they're tough. They just they just tough. They're solid. They're solid. And the defense, man, like this is my thing. When you look at how solid that defense is, and um, first of all, you're not running the ball on them. Passing the ball is a problem because if they don't get to you, which they can get after the quarterback, they take the ball from you. As a squad, man, 27 interceptions last year, and you know only one team. One other team, period, even had 20 in the league. So they tell you they ball hawks out there. Um, I just think this team is going to be so solid, especially at home. I would probably think they, they have the possibility of having the best road record 
uh, best home record of any team in the league this year. Um, the way they're gonna shut it down. Um, the twelve and four is gonna be a stretch though. They go through some tough games, um, different divisions and stuff that they have to play. They got a couple of matchups that are gonna be real tough for them. So I'll drop them one game and one game only though. Um, <laughs> Eleven and five. All around the world, same songs. <laughs> yeah. Eleven five as well. Ain't even nothing to expand on or expound on. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, so it's gonna be tough and it's some exciting games, man. If you look at it, um outside of the division we got some you know, they come down, they gotta play the Saints this year. Uh, they play the Chargers this year. Um some sites they play the Dallas Cowboys this year. They play the Chiefs this year. Um, yeah, so outside of the division, it's going to be pretty tough. So, But I think they can handle most of those. They get a, you know, a couple of those games at home, um, especially they get Kansas City at home, and they get Dallas at home. So, um, yeah, they, they're going to be tough, bro. They're going to be tough. But, yeah, the 11-5 train is rolling on. The, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, very interesting. The team that finished second in the division last year, 8-7-1. And off top, I'll tell you, we already know we're about to start handing in the group, especially for these former uh, Washington fans, is Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so Kirk Cousins is going to be the story. And I think this year, without a doubt, if Kirk going to have any type of help, Dalvin Cook is going to have to stay on the field for this squad, man. Man, listen. I ain't going to deal with Jerron and all this Kirk Cousins bashing this year. <laughs> well, uh, unless he plays bad, then I guess I'll have to deal with Jerron and the Kirk Cousins bashing this year. William Keys. Not mm-hmm. Keys, yeah, all of them. Yeah. All, of, all of Washington faithful. But uh, if Cook is staying healthy, that's a big deal. Uh, he was actually replaced fairly well last year uh, overall. By, by two backs, so now yeah. he gets to come back and take take on that that full responsibility because both of them are gone. Um, and then of course you got one of the top probably four receiver combos in the league. True indeed. On the other end, so I I, I guess. There isn't. There will be no excuse if everybody stays healthy, and Cousins doesn't play as well as uh, as well as Case Keenum season before last. Let's let's go that route. <laughs> but people want to compare it to. You got to compare it to some, so you might as well compare it to old, old Case Keenum from two seasons prior. But nobody, nobody. I don't think. Just gonna throw this out there. I don't think anybody would. You know what? Ain't no need to say it because they're gonna say it's the opposite. All the Washington fans will say the opposite, but I don't know why anybody would say they would prefer Case Keenum to Washington over Kirk Cousins. But they would say it. They would say it just because of the hatred that they have for Kirk Cousins. Whether it's warranted or not, I can't really tell you. But they don't like that man for whatever reason. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we got some cats in there. So my boy, Big Mo, Big Mo C, he gonna he gonna be in there hollering too. Uh, so look, mm-hmm. I 
kind of be rooting for Kirk, man, because I'm not trying to see all that, man. Look, I will say this. I'm going to say this. You and I both at certain points tried to lightly defend Kirk last year in the group a little bit. I'm not having no parts of that. I got my own problems. So when, it, <laughs> when the chat is not, I'm going to sit back. Uh, Michael Jackson, uh, you know, gift, eating the popcorn, mean whatever, and, and, and just watch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not getting old parts of this Kirk Cousins talk this year. They can have it, bro. I'm just going to sit back and watch. So, but, yeah, I, Dalvin Cook, look, we seen what this dude can do when he is on the field. We talking to guy that once we get past the first three or four, uh, the top backs, you see the potential of what he could be, uh, probably a top five, six, seven back if they can keep him on the field. The problem is, it ain't just the NFL. Um, you know as well as I've been a Florida State fan, he had the injury concerns and the problems when he was at Florida State. So, And I think, right. I think they knew that. And the buzz is about this young cat they got, um, Alexander Madison, the kid I believe was from Boise State. They expect him to get a lot of touches, and that's why they felt so comfortable letting Latavius Murray get up out of there. Latavius Murray, as you mentioned, played very well for them last year. Um, so, I expect them to run the ball, um, and I expect Kirk to get the receivers popping. I expect Thielen to have just as big as a season that he had last year. Diggs going to do his thing. And then there's our red zone guy, a guy that I really like in Kyle Rudolph. I know I mention that every year just because I, I like it. I like it, too. I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, they're going to be solid. They're going to be solid. I think defensively, um, I think defensively they're going to be pretty good. Um, they just have to – they, uh, they're very optimistic, you know, optimistic. Um, keep the hell in the swivel, cut down on some of the pass interference calls, but I think they'll be fine, and I think they're going to be solid. Um, so I'm going to give them that bump. I, I think realistically, I'm saying this as if I'm thinking that Cook is going to play all of the season or, you know, at least 13, 14 games. I think this squad is going to go 10 and 6. I think they're going to be a real problem. I, I really do. I think they are going to be a real problem, not only for the division, but for the league. And that is why uh, we both have uh, Chicago falling back again. That's part of the reason right Mm -hmm. there, the difference in Minnesota. And I know that people don't believe that we don't discuss these, you know, predictions prior to, but I have the Minnesota Vikings at 10 and 6 as well. <laughs> we all in the same game. Yeah, man. That's a tight. That's tight. That's tight. No doubt. No doubt. So the Packers. Let's talk about these Green Bay Packers. Six, nine, and one last uh-huh. season. So we we talking about a lot of ties today between these two divisions. There's too many ties going on. So maybe we don't have that this year. But yeah, uh, six, nine, and one. And this is a squad we've seen what life is with and without Aaron Rodgers, for starters. And if they're going to have any hopes, because none of these experiments in the world, they, they know they they didn't get their money's worth when they got out. Uh, what's the dude? Uh, Brett Hunt. They ain't got no mm-hmm. cats that can carry this squad without A-Ron or A-Rod or whatever you want to call it. Um, this season, I expect them to be a little bit better, though. But I'm going I'm to I'm dig into your brain and see how much better or if, if they're going to be better than you think they're going to be. 
I mean, to be honest, I think of, I think of, I won't say the squad, but I think of Aaron Rodgers the same way I think of Pittsburgh Steelers. I might not, you know, they might fall off the cliff or look like they're about to fall off the cliff and people may be expecting their demise. But I just can't see it. I just can't see it. And uh, I expect a return to, I won't say greatness, but at least goodness from Aaron Rodgers overall. (laughs) It's going to be interesting to see, though, man, because of it's been so much. Not really like serious controversy, but it's been a, enough negativity around the whole situation in Green Bay, and even A. Rod himself, from reports and you know people that don't leave their their name, you know these unnamed sources, which are half the time unreliable sources, but unnamed sources that kind of put the onus on A. Rod. So we're going to see how it go, Prime, but I can't see them being much worse. Like, they were bad, but I just can't I just can't see an Aaron Rodgers-led team looking like that again. I like that. Well, you think about it. Um, they fired their coach after week 13, and they missed the playoffs in back-to-back seasons for the first time since the 2005-2006 seasons. Um, so it's yeah, I don't think it can get much worse, man. I don't think it can get much worse. Now, we expect Rodgers to be ready to go. Um, I think what's going to help them was the emergence of Aaron Jones last year, Devontae Adams, who stake his claim once again. Like, y'all need to be talking about me. Like, y'all always talking, and rightfully so, about Julio and OBJ and these cats. But what about me? I get busy. I got John Blaze stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he does. Marty <laughs> Adams is that dude. Like, he gets busy. And catch no, especially if you're a fantasy football fan, there's a reason. There's a reason he's ranked in the top two to three running, uh, wide receivers in fantasy football because he does numbers. And we wonder what life would be without the Jordan Nelson and some of the other guys. This is Aaron's guy. So with the two of them coming back to connect, um, I don't expect us to see – no six nine in one season this year. Um, now that loss of Randall Cobb could be big. So these young cats, these Geronimo Allisons and these other guys, gonna really, really have to step up to help Aaron Rodgers and these guys out, man. But um, I really, really, really like them offensively, man. Um, now, but you look at this thing, no source. The one issue I have, and I talk about records all the time because we should, or schedules because we should. These people, not that they're going to be worried about the cold weather, but they have to travel, dog, to Kansas City. That's fine. That might be a cold one. They have to also go in better temperatures to the Chargers. And not that they care because, I mean, they go to Dallas, but not that Aaron Rodgers cares about going to Dallas. But I just wanted to throw that in there, but maybe I shouldn't. Of course. But, um, yeah, so – and then they get the Eagles at home, though. They do get the feeling, you know, your, your Eagles got to travel to them. But they've got a tough stretch right in there. And looking at the Bears and looking at the Vikings and how we expect both of them to step up, I'm really thinking this could be the third straight year that the Packers could miss the playoffs. I really do. I expect this 
but I'm still going to stick him at nine and seven. I just think there's still too many questions on the defense and just the fact that we expect the Bears and Vikings to be so tough. I just think it's going to leave um, Aaron Rodgers on the outside looking in. Dang, Prime. After all that good stuff I said about A-Rod not looking, you know, being like Pittsburgh, you're going to put him at 9-7 and seven <laughs> behind Chicago and Minnesota? Yeah, they're going to catch an ugly one from my boy Patty Mahomes, too. But anyway, go ahead. Well, you you gave more than that here, Prime. I ain't going to lie. I put him at 79. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gave so many like wins you can get. It ain't but so many wins you can get in these streets. You still got to see Chicago and Minnesota, and that's going to be a problem off top. And then the games that you mentioned <laughs> as well. 79, I expect Aaron Rodgers to look better, but I don't know about the uh, Green Bay Packers overall. And where is Brandon Fisher anyway? I feel like I haven't seen his name recently. I'm about to go out and sign him. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't even know. It's funny you said that, and I hope all is well with your brother. I don't even know if Brandon Fisher is you know, on Facebook because um, he played uh, he played fantasy football league last year. It was really hype. And when I sent the message out to the SBP ish league, and that's the league that we have that most of the cats in that league, actually, just about all of them, have been playing with us since we first started the group. So that was actually the okay. first fantasy football league. So that's the one league that this year I did not even, you know, I just reactivated it. I didn't create another one because everybody said they was coming back. You know, you know, Marvin, Dad, every, everybody was in that. You know, Clifford Jones, mm-hmm. you know, everybody. But he didn't, you know, I didn't get any response from him and I hadn't seen him. So I hope all is well with the brother, no doubt. Well, dang. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry yeah. if, he so, hears, if he hears this. I'm sorry for that 79 still saying. <laughs> I feel you on that. That leads us to last year's bottom feeders, the Detroit Lions, six and ten last year, and um, like, what do I even have to say about them? I mean, you got Matt Stafford <laughs> coming back with that squad. I, I don't even. I'll be honest with you. It's very, it's very rare that I'm at loss for words about speaking about an NFL team, especially Mm -hmm. a team with the history of the Detroit Lions, especially a team that if all else, if nothing else goes right, you know they're going to be playing on Turkey Day, so you got to see them. But I don't really know what to say about them. Like, as far as positive, you know, shout out to Matt Stafford and his family. I know his family was experiencing some things in the offseason, so I hope all that is well. But, But here on the field, I don't really know what you can get hyped about other than uh, is this the year that Carryon Johnson emerges as a top 10 running back? I, I don't know, man. Help me out. I can't help you, Prime. I ain't got nothing for these people. I got nothing <laughs> for the Detroit, the Detroit Lions. I'm sorry, Rashad Cannon. I'm sorry, Donnell Crawford. I'm sorry, Chris Robinson. What are we gonna do? We're gonna suffer these we're gonna suffer these L's. That's what's gonna happen. Matter of fact, I, just because I know so little, I have so little to go on with this Detroit team and so little to say, I think I gave them an extra couple wins just so I wouldn't feel what? What? Yeah. I I don't need to waste time for I, I gave them six wins. I don't even have, I don't <laughs> think there's any way to get to six. <laughs> I gave them six wins just 
that's on GP. Six and ten. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, and, you, and I forgot about it. I hope your homie don't hear this, but if he do hear it, like he always tells me when he throws a Dallas Cowboy, a wise crack, or a wise uh, a meme up, uh, we have a mutual respect. So, Chris Robin, I'm sorry about that, brother. <laughs> I'm going to use your line. There's a mutual respect there. But y'all going to be terrible, bro. <laughs> y'all going to be terrible, but I think he... But he knows that. He knows that. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about this squad. I mean, really the biggest change they had, they did bring in C.J. Anderson. I mean, but he's been kind of uninvolved so far in the preseason. So, are they going to try to rely on that one-two perk, you know, a punch between the two of those guys? Um, I, you know, they can hope that Marvin Jones and, uh, you know, Kenny Galladay have, like, good statistical seasons, I guess. But I just don't know what you get hype about with this squad. You know, now we want to flip to the, you know, the defensive side. You know, your boy Snacks Harrison's over there. Um, I expect them to make some plays. I expect them to be able to stay in some games. It's just not enough firepower on this team to really get excited about, man. And um, But I, I, I went with 6-10 and 10 as well. I just went with 6-10. and 10. Hey, Chris Rob, I just did that for you, bro. I just really, honestly, I did that for you. It's a respect, bro. <laughs> but, um, man, they's like, they're going to be hard to watch. Like, they, I, I can honestly say, I will probably only watch a Detroit Lions game in one or two instances. Number one, they just playing somebody that I like to watch. Or just, uh, or B, because it's Thanksgiving. I watch all the Thanksgiving games. It's just what I do. I don't care who plays. But it, they are going to be kind of hard to watch, man. So, um, yeah, 6 and 10 is mad generous for me, but I, I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. I ain't going to lie, Prime. Until you mentioned Chris, I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't even going, you know, I was going to give you the, the snoring sound because that's, that's what I think about this squad. Even their uniforms are boring. I mean, what, <laughs> what is there to get excited about? <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Look at this, man. Like, let me tell you what's bad about you look at this, and we might be really being generous with this six and ten. Like, all right, we already That's discussed. All right, we already discussed Chicago, which is probably going to break the brooms out on them. We discussed Minnesota, um, to who should lead, win at least one game. I mean, they might, they might sweep them. We don't expect the Packers to fall off the cliff, but the Packers. Uh, better teams than the Detroit Lions. So you dealing with some L's, some strong L's right there in your division. But then oh, you stop. have to turn around and deal with the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chargers this year. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What, what are you, you going to do? Hey. So I, I don't Dang. know, man. I don't know, but it's, it's going to be rough. So yeah, so that's what I got, man. I got all top Chicago Bears winning the division again at eleven and five. Vikings right on there behind at ten and six. I think they're gonna have some good games when they play this year. Um, we have the Packers coming in. I got them just sitting there at nine and seven. Um, and they probably more of an eight and eighteen, but I'm gonna roll with the nine and seven, and then we got six and ten with the Detroit Lions. That's what right. I got. I am eleven and five. Well, hold on, Prime. Eleven and five. Oh no, that's right. We did have the difference. So I have eleven and five for Chicago, ten and six for Minnesota, seven and nine 
for Green Bay, and you got to lose yourself in the music. The moment you own it, better never let it go. You only get 16 <laughs> shots. Do not miss your do not miss your six chances to blow. Cause you got about six chances to blow. <laughs> Detroit is six and ten. <laughs> oh snap! So it is what it is. You have it right there. The AFC North and the NFC North. That's how we see them things. If you agree, holler. If you don't agree, holler. If you really won't talk about it, if you're not in the Sports Bar Podcast Facebook group, why aren't you in the Sports Bar Podcast Facebook group? You right. should be. You should be. Like I say, it's about to get hot and heavy during football season, so there'll be plenty of football talking there. Uh, but we're still going to sprinkle in our hip-hop, and we're still going to talk about TV and entertainment as well. But it's about to get hot and heavy, man. Like, the fantasy league's about to pop off, like, People already warning us to death or warning you to death about these fan dudes for baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, these cats didn't got the itch. You know what's about to go down when you start putting them football joints up, man. Yeah, all I the junkies going to come out, man. All the junkies going to yeah. come out. I mean, you should feel bad, man, because you, you didn't really, like, you didn't you didn't turn into, like, a, a, a pusher, man. Like, these cats is fiending. Like, you know, we, <laughs> we like, we got you to blame. Like, blame it on Mike Smith. Blame it on Source. Like, these cats, they didn't got to the point now knowing I don't think, you know, I do the, um, even though I play the fan dude, which I love, you know, I'm the the, the year-long, the season-long dude. These cats right. had to beat me down yesterday because they couldn't get in contact with you to post a dad on fan dude contest. I was like, come on, dog. Man, they wanted to talk. Somebody asked for a contest literally every day of last week. Literally every day. We had one on Monday. Somebody asked for one Tuesday. Somebody asked for one Wednesday. We had one on Thursday. Somebody asked for one Friday. Then they asked for one Saturday. Like, what do you want? Y'all don't, y'all don't want all these problems. Like, if I'm going to be first and second in back-to-back jumps after being first in last week jump, then, I mean, what y'all need to relax, man. I'm trying to save y'all money. <laughs> I will stake my claim No, don't y'all get too hyped About the FanDuel football Because I fell just short last year I remember my goal was To win at least 50% of the contest I didn't get quite mm-hmm. that far I think I might have won four Maybe I might have won four or five last year I got hot for a couple of weeks But I will be back oh, yeah. though. Y'all curb your enthusiasm I will, I'm coming strong this year um, Our fantasy football yeah. league are actually full. The regular season longs are full, though. Prime said, "Curb your enthusiasm." That was smooth. I like the way you said that. Now, you, oh, you, oh, you caught that, right? Show. It made me. It was no. very, very nice. Oh, you caught that, right? Okay, okay. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, I on the other to... hand, will be, mm-hmm. I'll be giving back all your money from baseball and whatever else we have done. I'll be giving it all back in, in uh, football season because I'm terrible at football. I, I win a couple, but I'm really terrible. Like, overall, I'm not good at fantasy, uh, at FanDuel in the NFL. But I'm going to play because you got to be in it to win it. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm more excited than the point. What are the point of sisters? Who's that? I'm so excited. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Yeah, I'm excited. We still got a couple more weeks. I'm just hyped, man. But, yeah, man, yeah. like, um, Anything else we need to cover before we roll out? 
I just want to say I appreciate you not bringing up the fact that there seems to be discussion between Dwight Howard and the <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. Thanks for not bringing that up. I appreciate it. You don't have to talk about it right now. I just wanted to put it out there that I appreciate you not bringing it up. And this is a situation where I say, where is Carmelo Anthony when you need him? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you call it for Melo? Oh, no. <laughs> it is really we have new lows. New lows <laughs> here on the show and new lows in Laker Nation. Come on, y'all. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. This is going to be fun, man. So we on the White Watch today, tomorrow, whatever, to see what goes down. And we're going to have some fun with that, too, if he gets signed. Like, if he gets no, signed. No, we're not. That, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna have fun with it. No doubt. But yeah, man. So we we'll thank everybody for listening. See, I'm your boy Prime. You can catch me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Prime SBK for all your sports needs, your beer drinking needs, your beer chilling needs. What a new sports bar drinking, comic books, all that. You can catch me at Prime SBK. Source, what up? I am at Smitty Source on Instagram and Twitter. Holler at me unless you are talking about Dwight Howard and the Lakers. (laughs) No doubt. We'll be coming to y'all strong with our next one. I believe we will be going to the West Divisions on our next podcast. Be on the lookout for that. Um, yay, yay. And we're going. So we are going to the West to knock it on down. So AFC, NFC West fans, we come and see the Gonzalez, all of y'all. But until next time, we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the SBP. Yeah.